The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. So it was pretty nasty and really did little to highlight any of the policy choices facing Americans in the upcoming election. It also likely didn't do much to change the dynamics of this race. Let's take a closer look at last night's presidential debate with Dr. Paul Beck. He is Professor Emeritus, the Department of Political Science at the Ohio State University. Dr. Beck, welcome to the show. Well, thank you. Glad to be on. And now tell me your your initial thought. Well, I guess you've had uh, a few hours to think about it. Your thoughts on what you saw last night, and did you really expect it to be any different than what we ended up watching? Well, you always expect better than what we got last night. I, I thought it was an awful event, uh, and it was really not a debate. Uh, it was more a shouting match, uh, certainly shouting emanating mostly from President Trump. Uh, and directed at both the moderator, Chris Wallace, and and his opponent, Joe Biden. Uh, So I found it to be very disappointed. It's not the kind of debate one would expect, even in a a contentious uh, campaign. Yeah, someone, a number of people said it certainly wasn't presidential in any way. We heard the same lines over and over uh, from President Trump last night, uh, a lot of the same lines that he's been using on his campaign stops, uh, his his media avails. Someone last night called it Trump's greatest hits. What does that say to you about those rehashing of those those same points, those same lines over and over again? Well, of course he does that. Uh, And in in some ways, the debate last night, I'll call it a debate, uh, the debate last night was more like a campaign rally for him, except he had targets right there in the room. Uh, But these are lines that he has used over and over again. Uh, They're lines that I think have become particularly prominent in recent weeks. Uh, And so, again, you know, was I surprised by that? No. I expected him to be very much on the attack, but he was even more on the attack than uh, than I had expected. You've been quoted as saying instead of changing the narrative of the campaign, what happened tonight turned into a referendum on Trump, which is a losing proposition for the president. How so? Well, I think there was commentary early on, and I shared in some of it, uh, that said that, that if the election is a referendum on Trump, he probably loses, and he loses because his approval ratings are kind of mired in the low 40s, and that's not enough to win an election. Though if they're placed in the right state, uh, he could eke out some kind of electoral college victory. Uh, But what he really wanted to do and tried to do all along uh, is make it a contest between him and Joe Biden. So he attacked Biden, ridicules him, attacked him as even worse maybe than he is, uh, not that he would ever say that, but, uh, you know, he is, is positioning Biden as not a good alternative in the hopes that voters at the end will, you know, in some cases, maybe hold their noses, but go ahead and, and, and vote for Trump. Uh, it's not working. Uh, and the polls have been pretty stable in recent weeks. And in fact, I think that Biden has, uh, has the headwinds himself. Uh, and Trump is kind of fighting against uh, winds that are blowing in a different direction than what he what he wants. And I don't think last night helped him at all. He, he needed to reach out to his base, and he did. He also needed to reach out to people who are undecided or could be mm. even converted 
from the from the Biden camp or from Biden preferences, and I don't see any of that having happened. Dr. Beck, um, a lot of people were, I think, hoping for uh, a better performance from Joe from uh, Joe Biden. Uh, a lot mm-hmm. of people were concerned that uh, that Donald Trump would get under Biden's skin, and he certainly did so last night. Uh, I've got two questions on on that front for you. How would you okay. rate? Biden's performance last last night, given uh, the challenges of that debate, I actually thought Biden did pretty well. Uh, he you know, lost his cool a little bit, uh, but most of the time he was very presidential uh, and tried not to get sucked down into the mud with, with Trump. Occasionally uh, he couldn't resist that, and you know maybe that's a good thing. Sometimes when somebody makes outrageous. Uh, accusations against you. You just can't sit there and, and and ignore them. But by and large, I thought he did well. There was criticism early on, a lot of it coming from the Republican side uh, during the course of the campaign, that Biden really wouldn't be able to hold up very well in, uh-huh. in a debate like this. I, I thought he hold, held up very well. And, and even though the Republicans initially had lowballed expectations, uh, though they began to realize that probably wasn't a good thing to do. He he more than exceeded those. This was not the, quote, Sleepy Joe, end quote, that uh, Trump likes to uh, describe him as being uh, was somebody who really seemed to be on top of things, and particularly uh, on top of policy. Uh, Dr. Beck, you managed to answer both of my questions there without me answering the second one, so I appreciate that. Um, I wanted to ask you, you know, um, we know that this is what you know President Trump does. He 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 does. He's he's combated. He's combat combative. Oftentimes, when being asked questions, he he throws things out there. That sort of thing. Um, we know though that that his base likes that. I mean, his base likes the fact that he is maybe not presidential. That he says what's on his mind, whether it's the truth or not. Um, what are your thoughts last night on that moment in the? Debate that so many people are talking about today when he refused to condemn white supremacy, that wink and a nod, that stand down, stand by. What did that say to you? Well, a couple of things. One is that he's, he's not going to denounce those groups. Uh, you know, a share of his base, though not probably a large share, are people who are either in those groups or sympathetic towards them. Uh, not all of the people in this base, obviously, are racist or white supremacists, mm-hmm. but a, a, a significant portion of them are. He is not going to back away from them. Uh, and indeed, he doubled down on that last night. And then the other thing that struck me, and, and again, this is very much in tune with what he has said before, is that he sort of issued a threat. Uh, and the threat was to mobilize them on his behalf mm-hmm. Uh, during the elections themselves. Uh, mm-hmm. We already have a bit of evidence that a, a bunch of, of, of Trump people showed up at some of the polling places in Virginia when they had early voting uh, last week. Uh, and some of them were armed. And they were just standing around. They didn't really interfere with anybody, but there was an intimidation factor there. That is it, really scary in an election context.
Well, I'm curious to know your thoughts. Um, the, the the moderator last night obviously struggled with trying to keep things in check. Uh, we have heard that there could be changes coming to the next debate. What do you believe needs to be done to to better control the debate? Do you think it will happen? And, you know, people are talking about turning the mic off at, at the two-minute mark. What do you think needs to be done? Well, I think that would be a good thing to do, uh, to actually mute the speaker after the speaker has uh, taken the time that is allotted to them. The, the problem with that kind of a, uh, a response or that kind of a change is that both sides would have to agree to it because uh-huh. these debates and the rules around the debates are very much in negotiation. Uh, and I don't see the Trump side agreeing to that. I think Trump really feels himself that he has an advantage uh-huh. Uh, if he can overshout his opponent. Uh, I'm not sure that many of his advisors feel that way, uh, but he obviously calls the shots, uh, and he's going to do what he wants to do. Some of it's instinctive. Uh, some of it, I think, is not necessarily planned or programmed. Uh, and it just once he gets on that stage, uh, he very much treats it as if it is, is a rally, uh, and he wants to be in command. Of that, and I, you know, I should say in defense of Chris Wallace, I, I think he was almost the best person you could select to be the moderator in that debate. Uh, he is a hard-nosed questioner, a hard-nosed interviewer. Uh, he works for Fox News, not some uh-huh. other uh, station, uh, and so in some ways he was a, a really good pick. But he couldn't control things because he didn't have the levers to be able to do that. Uh, he, he couldn't stop. Trump from talking almost all the time. Uh, I saw some numbers earlier today that Trump, I think, uh, interrupted something like over 70 times versus Biden's uh, 11, 12, 13, 14. Uh-huh. So that's yeah, quite a margin. And, and you know, Wallace himself uh, was really blaming Trump for the problems that they were having in trying to have some kind of a civil discussion or a civil debate. Before I let you go, what are you expecting from round two? <laughs> oh, my God. Well, round two, of course, is the town hall style yes. situation. Uh, I think Biden has an advantage there. Uh, Trump doesn't like hard questioning, uh, but he also probably is less likely to turn his ire on just kind of a normal citizen asking a question from the audience than he is from a, a uh, media person who is an anchor uh, or certainly from from his opponent. And so I think that, that Biden would have an advantage there. He has a more easygoing style than Trump does. Uh, he also, I think, has a better command of, of facts than Trump does. Uh, so I think that the second debate will be different. Uh, and, you know, maybe Trump will be persuaded once we see what the polls show that he needs to try to change his approach to the debates. Uh, I don't see him having much control uh, over himself, uh, but I, you know, I could indeed be surprised. He, during the 2016 campaign, by the way, uh, he was told by his advisors towards the end, you were losing the campaign, you're going to lose the election, you need to calm down, and he did. Uh-huh. Uh, so maybe that will happen again in, in 2020. Though, of course, the problem that Trump has is that he's been doing 
this has this style for the last four years, five years, really. Uh, and it's pretty hard for somebody to change the impressions people have of them uh, after you time and time again have uh, you know, created a certain kind of atmosphere and a certain kind of approach. Dr. Beck, we'll leave it there. It's been my pleasure speaking with you this afternoon. Thanks for making time for us. Okay, good to talk to you. Uh, have a good show. Thank you for asking me. Yeah, take care now. Dr. Paul Beck, Professor Emeritus, the Department of Political Science, the Ohio State University.